Hello and welcome to the CrossFit Journal Audio Edition. I am Matt, and today we will be reading Squat Clinic, written by Greg Glassman, December 2002. Squat Clinic. Why squat? The squat is essential to your well-being. The squat can both greatly improve your athleticism and keep your hips, back, and knees sound and functioning in your senior years. Not only is the squat not detrimental to the knees, it is remarkably rehabilitative of cranky, damaged, or delicate knees. In fact, if you do not squat, your knees are not healthy, regardless of how free of pain or discomfort you are. This is equally true of the hips and back. The squat is no more an invention of a coach or trainer than is a hiccup or a sneeze. It is vital, natural, functional component of your well-being. The squat in the bottom position is nature's intended sitting posture. Chairs are not part of your biological makeup. In the rise from the bottom to the stand is the biomechanically sound method by which we stand up. There is nothing contrived or artificial about this movement. Most of the world's inhabitants sit not on chairs, but in a squat. Meals, ceremonies, conversation, gatherings, and defecation are all performed bereft of chairs or seats. Only the industrialized world do we find the need for chairs, couches, benches, and stools. This comes at a loss of functionality that contributes immensely to decrepitude. Frequently, we encounter individuals whose doctor or chiropractor has told them not to squat. In nearly every instance, this is pure ignorance on the part of the practitioner. When a doctor that doesn't like the squat is asked, by what method should your patient get off the toilet, they are at a loss for words. In a similar misinformed manner, we have heard trainers and healthcare providers suggest that the knee should not be bent past 90 degrees. It's entertaining to ask proponents of this view to sit on the ground with the legs out in front of them, and then to stand without bending the legs more than 90 degrees. It can't be done without some grotesque bit of contrived movement. The truth is that getting up off the floor involves a force on at least one knee that is substantially greater than the squat. Our presumption is that those who console against the squat are either just repeating nonsense they've heard in the media or at the gym or in their clinical practice, they've encountered people who've injured themselves squatting incorrectly. It is entirely possible to injure yourself squatting incorrectly, but it is also exceedingly easy to bring the squat to a level of safety matched by walking. In the accompanying article, we explain how that is done. On the athletic front, the squat is the quintessential hip extension exercise, and hip extension is the foundation of all good human movement. Powerful controlled hip extension is necessary and nearly sufficient for every athleticism. Necessary in that without powerful controlled hip extension, you are not functioning anywhere near your potential. Sufficient in the sense that everyone we've met with the capacity to explosively open their hip could also run, jump, throw, and punch with impressive force. Secondarily, but no less important, the squat is among those exercises eliciting a potent neuroendocrine response. This benefit is ample reason for the exercise's inclusion in your regimen. How to squat. Here are some valuable cues to a sound squat. Many encourage identical behaviors. Number one, start with your feet about shoulder width apart and slightly toed out. Number two, keep your head up looking slightly above parallel. Number three, don't look down at all. The ground is in your peripheral vision only. Number four, accentuate the normal arch of the lumbar curve and then pull the excess arch out with the abs. Number five, keep the midsection very tight. Number six, send your butt back and down. Number seven, your knees track over the line of the foot. Number eight, don't let the knees roll inside the foot. Number nine, keep as much pressure on the heels as possible. Number 10, stay off the balls of your feet. Number 11, delay the knees forward travel as much as possible. Number 12, Lift your arms out and up as you descend. Number 13, 
Keep your torso elongated. Number 14. Send hands as far away from their butt as possible. Number 15. In profile, the ear does not move forward during the squat. It travels straight down. Number 16. Don't let the squat just sink, but pull yourself down with your hip flexors. Number 17. Don't let the lumbar curve surrender as you settle into the bottom. Number 18. Stop when the fold of the hip is below the knee. Break parallel with the thigh. Number 19. Squeeze the glutes and hamstrings and rise without any leaning forward or shifting of the balance. Number 20. Return on the exact same path as you descended. Number 21. Use every bit of musculature you can. There is no part of the body uninvolved. Number 22. On rising without moving the feet, exert pressure to the outside of your feet as though you were trying to separate the ground beneath you. Number 23. At the top of the stroke, stand as tall as you possibly can. The air squat. All our athletes begin their squatting with the air squat, that is it, without any weight other than the body weight. As a matter of terminology, when we refer to the squat, we are talking about the unladened, body weight only squat. When we wish to refer to the weighted squat, we will use the term back squat, overhead squat, or front squat, referring to those distinct weighted squats. The safety and efficacy of training with the front, back, and overhead squats before the weightless variant has been mastered retards public athletic potential. When has the squat been mastered? This is a good question. It is fair to say that the squat is mastered when both technique and performance are superior. This suggests that none of the 23 points above are deficient and fast multiple reps are possible. Our favorite standard for fast multiple reps would be the Tabata squat. 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, repeated 8 times with the weakest of the 8 intervals being between 18 and 20 reps. Don't misunderstand, we're looking for 18 to 20 perfect squats in 20 seconds, rest for 10, and repeat 7 more times for a total of 8 intervals. The most common faults to look for are surrendering of the lumbar curve at the bottom, not breaking the parallel plane with the thighs, slouching in the chest and shoulders, looking down, lifting the heels, and not fully extending the hip at the top. Don't even think about weighted squats until none of these faults belong to you. You have just listened to Squat Clinic, written by Greg Glassman. And as always, thank you so much for listening, guys. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions for articles in the future, please hit me up on Instagram at Matthew Souza with a zero instead of an O in the last name. And we'll catch you on the next one.